Sing Second Sports is a ProVision Advisors production. Let us solve your toughest communication problems and leave your team stronger and more capable for the challenges that lie ahead. Visit www.provisionadvisors.net to learn more. All right. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another great episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John Schofield. Joining me is Bill Wagner of the Capital Gazette and Baltimore Sun newspapers. And Chris Cervello, as always, is our producer. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? November is gone. December is here. And that really only means one thing, the Army-Navy game. Uh, Bill Wagner joins me today as he is heading north on the I-95 corridor to go to the uh, Army-Navy presser at Lincoln Financial Field here, as they always do the Wednesday, a week and a half before the uh, Army-Navy game. And we have a whole swath of Army-Navy coverage for you, ladies and gentlemen, next week. We have amazing guests, Bill Byrne, uh, former quarterback and commandant of Midshipman, former deputy commandant and soccer goalie TJ Grady from the great class of 96. Chris Cleary, the principal cyber advisor of the Navy, Murph McCarthy, who hopefully will be coming off of a national championship against Utah State later, uh, more on that later. But we have a great run of show for you next week for Army, Navy, and WAGS. As always, is going to be bringing you the scoop via the Capital Gazette. Check out his stories as he brings you the coverage, getting ready for the big game. But the big game is not here yet. It is kind of a quiet time. Uh, so let's jump right into the BZs and talk about the sports that are going on, WAGS, and that is basketball. And I'm going to start with men's basketball. Tyler Nelson was named this week's Naval Academy Athletic Association Athlete of the Week. He tied a career high with four three-pointers made during Navy's 75-59 to ass-kicking over Mount St. Mary's on Saturday. That's coming off of a win over Youngstown State. It seems like that Coppin State loss, Bill, is in the rear view. And Tyler Nelson kind of took the, uh, took the scoring load off of our boy Christian Jones for a game to lead them to, um, to a victory and a much-deserved uh, accolade as Naval Academy Athletic Association Athlete of the Week. Navy is now 5-1, and one, and they play today your random midweek noon start against Lipscomb uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Wags, what are your early impressions of this basketball squad? I like this team, John. They have good chemistry. They have good depth. Uh, there's the parts seem to fit together. Uh, they are playing good basketball. That was a very impressive victory over Mount St. Mary's, which is a good squad. And I think you might hear some noise out of them as the season goes along. They've got some good players. And Navy just totally took them apart on both ends of the floor, John. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, as Wag says, um, you know, there, there are not a lot of home fixtures on the calendar to use my soccer parlance uh, for Navy basketball. And that is a good segue into us letting you know for future planning, we're going to bring you the season ending or the mid season ending pod on December 12th, where we will hopefully bring you a summary of a big win against army. And we have an exclusive interview with uh, Chuck Gladchuck, the athletic director to kind of talk about the successes and the challenges of this fall season of which Navy basketball, I think, is going to be a success story for the for the remainder of this fall season. 
Um, but after that, come December 13th until uh, early January, the pod is going to go on hiatus so that Bill can practice his winter surfing skills. And uh, we will see you then in 2023. A team wags that's having a tough, tough 2022 is Navy women's basketball. Uh, they hosted the Navy Invitational. They dropped both games. Uh, they did put up a great fight against a high-scoring Idaho Vandals team. Um, but after an active week of three games, Navy women's basketball was recognized with a pair of Patriot League honors um, for their efforts throughout the slate against Monmouth, Northern Illinois, and Idaho. Sydney Watts was named Patriot League Player of the Week. Probably deserves. She dropped 33 on the Vandals. And Marin Loritas was chosen as the Patriot League Rookie of the Week. But Wags, this team is 0-7. And this is a tough, tough, tough spot for Tim Taylor. I know he didn't expect to be 7-0, but I don't think he expected to be 0-7. Again, losing the freshman point guard in the very first half of the first game of the year really hurt them. But, you know, great honors. I think Sydney is taking the load from... Uh, a Jen Coleman-led team from last year, and Loritas is just one of several freshmen who are promising. But what is your outlook for this team, Wags? Because other than maybe a Maryland Eastern Shore team that they have coming up on the schedule, I don't see a lot of great opportunities to get in the wing column. Well, they're just so young, John, and you said it. Losing the freshman point guard really changed everything about how they planned to play. Loritas is more of a wing guard. She's a scorer. They've had to move her to the point out of necessity. Um, Sydney Watts is doing all she can, but there's not a whole lot of scoring options beyond Sydney and Marin Loritis. So uh, Kate Sampson, the freshman center, is a building block. But it, it, it could be a long season, John. They're just so young. Young indeed, Wags. They uh, get back into uh, the competitive spirit of things on December 1st. That's tomorrow against Maryland East Eastern Shore. Uh, you can check that out at Alumni Hall. And then on Saturday, December 3rd, Ryder comes a calling. Uh, I think they're in New Jersey. Um, but that's an 11 a.m. start on Saturday. So get your morning started with, uh, I don't know, maybe some bubbly champagne and some orange juice and watch Navy women's basketball against Ryder. Wags, I'd really like to talk about a nice bookend to the Navy sprint football season. Um, the Collegiate Sprint Football League announced its 2022 postseason list of all league honorees. The Navy Sprint Football team, who beat Army to win the championship there at the end with WAGs in attendance, had 14 different players earn all CSFL accolades. And Alex Toda, he of the great touchdown run against Army, was named the CSFL Offensive Player of the Year. The Mids tallied nine first-team all-CSFL honors with one player being named to the second team and four claiming honorable mention distinction. Just a really great, great opportunity for that team to continue to, to build off of the momentum of a great year. How does it get any better? But all of these honorees are very deserving. And I'm telling you, Wags, it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, if, if in a pinch you think Nehemiah gives Alex Tota a call against Army? <laughs> well, Alex Tota is a really good player. And, I mean, he he's really not – that small that he couldn't be playing for the varsity team. Uh, you know, I don't know all his other measurables in terms of speed and et cetera and how he measure up, but he's a very, very good player for the sprint football team and well-deserving of all the honors he gets. He, 
might be a good guy for us to get on the pod at some point to talk to him about his successes. But uh, Major Alfonso Midas, the uh, Marine Corps major, has done a great job with the program. He's put together a good staff, and Navy Sprint Football is in a good place. And I found out when I covered that game, John, that they are there is another Sprint Football League. Navy's in the Collegiate Sprint Football League. There's another league that's more in, in its infancy, and right now the CSFL is light years ahead of the other newly formed league. But eventually they hope to have a national championship of some sorts between the champions of the two leagues. That'll be exciting. That would be very nice, and obviously another opportunity for us to sing second. Lastly, before we go to break, um, we're going to have a lot of guests on between now and I should have mentioned at the jump, we're also going to be joined on this week's pod by Reagan Johnson, the captain of the Navy women's swim and dive team. Uh, they've got just a small meet this weekend against Army, both them and the men. Uh, but we're going to ask the athletes and all of our guests next week about the Navy uniforms, the NASA gear. Uh, I was in there right as it dropped, um, you know, like elbowing midshipmen out of the way so I could George Costanza my way to the register to, to buy all the new NASA gear, which was amazing. But Army dropped their uniforms. And I have to tell you, and this is where I'll bring in Chris Cervello, our resident Jimmy the Greek and fashion expert, um, the Army uniforms, the old Ironsides theme I mean, it's sick. And I'll tell you, Chris, as like a PR guy or you and I as PR guys, Army came out with this full website and old Ironsides theme and stories and vignettes. And it really just kind of took away from, in my opinion, what I think is just a badass uniform. I mean, I don't like Army. I certainly didn't like getting kicked out of Army. But damn, the uniforms are good. And I think the juxtaposition or at least the contrast of the Navy white NASA uniforms and the old Ironsides kind of like olive drab uh, coloration that they have on those uniforms is pretty sick. Chris, what was your opinion of it? I agree. I mean, I think the temptation is to try to say like one is better than the other each year and where this is where this has ended up. And there may be people that disagree. They may want to pick, you know, you know, one or the other. And our listeners may just naturally like Navy. I, I just love where this whole tradition has has uh, ended up. I mean, I think both teams have done a great job of coming up with a uniform that appeals to the team, that appeals to potential recruits. As I mentioned last week when we talked about it, I mean, I, I like the idea of going with like a fleet, going with a unit uniform. So, I mean, that would be the only small edge that I would give army, but I mean, gosh, if you're an army fan or if you're a Navy fan, you, you have got gear that will last you through the year. Uh, no, no pun intended because these uniforms are sick. As you said. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Wags. What were your thoughts? Well, one thing I do like army's doing is they're working with the historical department at West point to really delve into the history of the army as a, as a core and their uniforms reflect some sort of historical aspect of the service. I think that's pretty cool. The other thing I'll mention is when I was at the basketball game, I saw the soup totally decked out in his NASA, everything. He had the pullover, he had the shirt. Do you think that when these uniforms drop, the soup gets a nice package of gear dropped off at his home? He, now, I do know that when I was the PAO, that they 
would send Morgan Thaler over to uh, to Larson Hall and drop off stuff for um, for Slapshot uh, for Admiral Carter. But uh, I'll tell you, last year I was standing in line to get the new gear at the mid store last year, and two people in front of me was Sean Buck. So I don't know if he was like buying stuff for family, but he was definitely buying his own gear. But we, you know, Chris and I, having worked for Sean back in the day. He, he has nothing but an alarming amount of school spirit. And, and if there is any piece of gear to be purchased and worn, Sean Buck is going to wear it. But yeah, awesome, awesome uniforms. Tip of the cap to Army. And I'm sure Connor Crean of uh, Zero Blog 30 and Army grad is, is just singing the praises. We're going to try to get him on the pod next week for Army Week as well. Great discussion, guys. We are going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, I don't know, Sort of an important meet that's happening over the uh, over the weekend. The mids are traveling to Army for a 4 p.m. star meet against the Black Knights Friday, December 2nd. When we come back from break, we're going to talk to the captain, Reagan Johnson. This is Sing Second Sports. All right, Sing Second fans, a few announcements from our friends at the Naval Academy Athletic Association. Don't miss your chance to catch five great games this basketball season with our Navy Basketball Weekend Mini Plan. For just $50 for adults and $25 for youth, fans can watch five Saturday Navy basketball games, including this year's Army-Navy doubleheader. For more information and to purchase, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit NavySports.com. Navy Wrestling will be taking on in-state foe Maryland this Sunday, December 11th at 2 p.m. Be sure to come out and cheer on your mids as they look to take down the Terrapins and Wesley Brown Fieldhouse. Admission to the Navy Maryland Wrestling match is free. That's Sunday, December 11th at 2 p.m. Now back to the pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And I talked a little bit before the break about a small meet going on uh, this coming weekend on Friday at 4 p.m. Navy Swim and Dive, the men and the women go up to finish off this fall season right by spanking the mules. And as you guys know from my good friend, Rob Hewart, mules do not swim. So Reagan Johnson, captain of the Navy Women's Swim and Dive team, uh, breaststroker, senior from Mecklenburg, North Carolina, Thank you so much for joining the pod and and tell us a little bit, number one, about yourself. What did the envelope say a couple of weeks ago when you got your service assignment? And uh, what are you looking forward to on Friday? Hi, uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a breaststroker on the team. Uh, super pumped to be team captain this year. We have a great group of girls um, that I've kind of been in charge of, just being the liaison and, and, and leading the way. Um, but yeah, last week I found out that I got Marine Corps ground as my top choice. So I'm very excited. Um, I'll be going off to TDS upon graduation, um, just learning how to be the basic, uh, Marine Corps officer. And then, uh, this upcoming week we have army Navy. Um, we've been working really hard leading up to this point. I'm super excited for our, uh, hard work to pay off and for us to perform really well, hopefully this upcoming Friday. Well, Reagan, I know there's an amazing winning streak for both men's and women's swimming and diving against Army. Can you talk about the challenge of maintaining that legacy? Nobody wants to be the team that loses to Army and breaks this remarkable streak that both the men and women have. 
Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure that comes from um, the idea of, of, of keeping or continuing the streak um, of beating Army. And, you know, some girls get super anxious from that idea, but some girls get really pumped at the idea of continuing the streak and upholding the legacy from the girls that came before us for the past 33 years. Um, so it really is different for everyone, but I think that most of the girls know that they've been coming to practices every day and they've been giving their 100%. And so that's all you can ask for at the end of the day is that you are practicing and, and training to the level that you're going to be able to perform when you, when the meet comes. So along those lines, as the senior captain and the other senior leaders on the team, what's kind of your message? You tell the girls, just relax. We're going to be all right. We've got the talent. Just do your job, kind of the old Navy football mentality. Just do your job. Because there's different events for each um, stroke, um, we're kind of split into four strokes, and then each stroke has a different distance. So we have a lot of depth on our team where we're able to kind of divide up who we think is going to perform best for each event. So it really is just doing your job and, and performing it to your best and, and trying to put your hands on the wall first. Um, so that's our kind of, our, our, our big thing is just being confident and knowing that you come to practice every day, you know how to swim your race, focus on your race and try to get to the wall first. So one other thing I was curious about, I mean, obviously the men's and women's teams have different coaches, different leadership, but do you feel as though you're one and especially for an army meet where you're going up there together, uh, do you kind of, do you feel like you act as one program, even though you're very much separate teams? Uh, so, yeah, we, we definitely do have very different cultures, the men and women's swim team. We don't really practice together, um, but we share the same decks. We see each other every day. Um, I think we've been moving in a direction where we're becoming a lot closer. Um, there's still definitely a lot of, of room to improve upon that, and, and hopefully one day there'll be more of a united front. But um, when it comes to Army, Navy, and swim meets in general, we're usually pretty good at, at standing behind each other and cheering for one another, regardless of whether or not we're practicing leading up to that point. Hey, uh, Reagan, I'll ask one more question and then uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Um, you know, kind of want to make it personal. John talked a little bit about um, you personally at the beginning of the pod um, from uh, North Carolina, um, you know, a four-year senior captain. What does this meet mean for you personally? I mean, obviously you want to beat the hell out of Army but I mean, you're kind of coming to the end of, of your career. What kind of emotion is associated with going up to West Point for your final uh, Army-Navy swim meet? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is a tradition. Uh, beating Army is a tradition that we want to continue. Um, but again, like at the end of the day, we are all uh, sisters and brothers in armed forces. And we're all kind of here for the same mission of, of serving our nation. So it's, it's important because we, we do get to go to the girls at a, at a different level of, of just knowing that we're going to be serving with them, even though we're, we're going against each other this upcoming Friday, um, you know, upon graduation in May, like all of the seniors are going to be graduating, commissioning together as officers um, and serving with one another. So I think that's what makes this meet so special is that you're, you're, you're against each other, but at the same time with each other. Um, when the meet is over. Well, we wish you all the best. Um, and uh, what a great way to wrap up um, your your senior year, hopefully going up there and getting your fourth win uh, against Army. 
Um, again, best of luck to you and the entire team. And uh, we look forward to hearing uh, tales of your victory uh, after everything is uh, is over. And best of luck in the Marine Corps. Uh, John, we'll let you take us out. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Reagan, as always, thank you very much. Um, you know, for representing as one of the uh, as one of the three stripers and one of the captains, and embracing everything that the physical mission is. You know, as I as I send you on your way, you know, you probably have to get on the bus today or tomorrow to head up to Army, and then you come right back into finals, and then it's Army Navy, and then you're out of there. You know, what's what's the physical mission meant to you from when you were? you know, kind of a fresh faced new arrival four years ago to now having all of this perspective. And as Chris was just asking you about your final meet and carrying on the tradition of beating army 30 something times in a row, what, what do you think the physical mission has made you, you know, it, a better leader, a better athlete, a better both. I mean, cause for everyone it's different. Yeah. Um, I've definitely grown a tremendous amount since plebe year. Um, coming in here, I considered myself pretty fit and athletic. Um, plebe summer come around, came around and I was struggling to do those 25 push-ups. So um, it's definitely uh, a, a lot of progress that you make throughout your four years here. It's, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, so, you know, you come back every summer. Um, you usually are working out during those summers, but it's pretty humbling the first couple of weeks coming back. Um, but you'll notice that you'll come back and you have a routine down where you're able to like know where you're able to make progress quicker um, and get back in shape quicker. So um, the physical mission is it's definitely always been there, but um, over the years it gets a lot easier to to overcome the barriers of of breaks and having summer trainings. Well, don't worry, Reagan, when you're eventually a retired Marine Corps officer, you know, like Chris and myself, you'll still do a PRT twice a year, you know, just to keep yourself, you know, just to keep yourself uh, current um, on everything. But in all seriousness, thank you so much. We know you're going to go up and kick the ass out of the mules. Mules cannot swim, ladies and gentlemen. That's just science and Navy swimming and diving is, is going to go up there on Friday and show them that. Reagan Johnson, captain of the Navy women's swimming, swimming team. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck on Friday. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk cleats with Naval Academy alumnus and Navy football brotherhood member, Chris Wade. This is Sing Second Sports. This podcast and all of our efforts to support it are not possible without the support of our sponsor. First and foremost, thank you to Scott Shooter, realtor and crew in Annapolis. Scott is the best of the best in Annapolis if you need a home. If you're PCSing to or from Annapolis, Scott is your man. Thank you to Academy Securities and Navy football alum Phil McConkie. Speaking of football alums, thank you to Tom Lynch and New Day USA Mortgage. If you're a veteran in need of a mortgage, you should be using New Day USA, period. Thank you to Scott Melamed and ProMD Health. Do you have crow's feet? Has your skin aged because of the sun exposure Ava Marie and I were talking about earlier in this podcast? ProMD Health in Annapolis has you covered. And thank you so much to Dry 85 and Red Red Wine Bar in Annapolis. We are entering football season, so if you need a drink before your reunion, if you need to check out the best burger in Annapolis, if you'd like just a great glass of wine before you head out on the town, Dry 85 and Red Red Wine Bar on Main Street in Annapolis are your places to hit. And now back to the pod. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Great conversation with Reagan Johnson about the Army-Navy swim meet coming up this weekend. We are going to switch gears, and as we get ready for the Army-Navy game uh, next Saturday, we are so happy to be joined by Navy football alum and class of 2004 grad Chris Wade. If you listen to Bill Wagner's football podcast last year, Chris appeared there, and Bill did an amazing, an amazing story last year about Chris's cleats that were going to Joe Cardona. That was in September of 2021. Chris Wade is still doing kick-ass cleats for guys like Joe Cardona and other players. So number one, Chris, thank you for joining the Sing Second Sports Podcast. And number two, introduce the listeners to who you are. When you were a mid, you played on the football team, graduated in 04. And then what did you service assign and do from there? And how did you end up doing cleats? Yeah, so uh, when I graduated in 2004, I went into the Marine Corps. Um, I was a ground supply officer and uh, did a deployment to Iraq and two to Afghanistan. Um, got out in 2012 because I, the last two deployments, um, you know, I did two deployments in three years and had two kids and it was just time to go. Um, so got out and uh, got into corporate America and I've been a purchasing manager at uh, paper companies um, since then uh, during the pandemic. Um, and I told Bill this last year, you know, we, we worked from home um, for about three months and, you know, once you're not talking to vendors and fielding sales calls and people just pounding on your door, you, I had a lot of free time throughout the day. Um, I don't, work at that company more so I could say that you know I used my time wisely and kind of used the the quarantine period to teach myself a new skill and I started out by painting a pair of shoes for a good childhood friend of mine just as a surprise for his birthday and then once I posted those on social media requests like can you do this can you do that um, and so before I knew it I was kind of my nights and weekends and pretty much all of my free time that I wasn't spending with my family, I was spending doing shoes. And um, then I started to, you know, look into cleats. And I'm like, you know, if my cause my cleats every year, um, some some NFL players and not just NFL, um, NBA and uh, MLB players, you know, they do custom cleats every single week. The, the NFL is a little bit more, um, have a little a lot more rules around it like they can do custom cleats every week uh but they have to be the same uh, team colors but the my cause my cleats week it's kind of a good opportunity for them to bring uh their charitable causes that they're working for um they're supporting uh you can do any kind of color design that you want as long as it's approved by the team and the league so it's really exciting to, to work with these guys and um, working with Sean McGee and the Chicago Bears and uh, some of their staff members there. And it's just, you know, getting my name out there and getting other opportunities. Um, you know, through the Sean McGee connection, I was able to do a couple of pairs of cleats for Chase Claypool, who just got traded from the Steelers to the Bears um, in the last month. So that's that's been pretty exciting to get to work with, you know, the former Notre Dame player and now he's in the NFL and you know, talk a little trash every now and again during Notre Dame Navy week. Yeah, I can see you just sending him a picture of Ram Villa, um, you know, jumping over the uh, the pile and destroying the uh, Notre Dame quarterback. Um, you know, for for me, Chris, 
how how did you go from you know like 18 years ago you're graduating from from the naval academy did you have like an artistic bent did you feel like this was something that you were going to embark upon or you know a lot of us when we get into our you know about 20 years removed from college we're doing stuff that we never thought like shit that we never thought we'd do how did how did you arrive here right so I- my my parents would tell you that I, I was very artistic from a young age. I mean, they've got some of my third through sixth grade uh, artwork framed at, at the house. Um, but I, I feel like after I went to the Naval Academy, you, you know, my, my focus shifted towards, um, you know, being a little bit more militant and, you know, do, doing, I don't want to say that in a bad way, but you know, just really, really focusing on the task at hand and, and being a good Marine Corps officer and lean Marines. Um, you know, I, I didn't really take the time to, to be creative. And I think that, you know, that's kind of the, the purpose of, of the Naval Academy is they break you down and they build you up. And part of that breaking down process is, you know, you're not an individual, you're part of a team. We're all working together. And um, I, I think I, you know, just with the values that that instilled in me and then transitioning to the the Marine Corps once I graduated, I, I you know, I was laser focused on that. You know, now um with the uh the career that I have outside of the Marine Corps, you know, I've been in the uh, paper industry for 10 years and um and it and it's been good to me. You know, it's it's moved me uh up and down. You know, I lived in northern Minnesota, I lived in uh, South Georgia, and now I'm I'm back home in North Carolina. So I mean, it's it's giving me the opportunity to be back closer to my family. But um, I feel like once I discovered the the custom cleats and and shoes, it kind of brought me a little bit of nostalgia and brought me back to my youth and got me excited about it. You know, there's we we get so fo- focused on just showing up, you know, trading time for money. Um, this is something that, you know, I can be a little bit creative. Somebody can give me an idea. I can make recommendations and kind of make uh, their vision come to life and have a little bit of uh, creativity with it. And, um, you know, just with the, my cause, my cleats, it's awesome to do that and, uh, you know, be able to make sure we put, you know, this, the service members in these organizations at the forefront, like they should be. Like they definitely should be. Go ahead, Wags. So, Chris, you referenced what I was going to ask about. You know, so far, most of the cleats you've done have been with people related to the Naval Academy and the Navy football family. Last year, you did Joe Cardona and Malcolm Perry. This year, you're doing Sean McGee, who, those who don't know, Sean McGee was a director of player personnel at the Naval Academy, went to Michigan under John Harbaugh and was really like the chief of operations at Michigan. And he's now in an executive position administrative position with the Chicago Bears, but you're obviously very talented. Your cleats are very cool. Um, is that kind of where you would like to go? I know that there are people that hand paint NHL goalie face masks. Uh, one of the people who's famous for doing that has hand painted the Navy football specialty helmets for Army Navy week. Is this something you'd like to expand and like you say, get your name out there? so that other NFL players ask you to do their cleans? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I know that, um, you know, Cam Kinley didn't, uh, you know, make the, the roster last year, but I also did cleats for him as soon as um, he was eligible. 
I, I did some um, some custom cleats for him. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my son is a 12-year-old goalie in International Falls on the uh, rec hockey team. I painted his goalie helmet uh, last year. I did it. Their colors are purple and gold. And I did a purple and gold uh, venom um, design on his helmet. It was pretty, pretty basic. I wasn't really used to painting helmets, um, but I, I did also paint two motorcycle helmets for another um, 2004 graduate, Steve Adair, his company uh, last year. And um, I painted two surfboards for them as well, but absolutely. I mean, I, I reached out to Greg at, at Navy last year and I was like, Hey, you know, I know we do dope uniforms every single year. I would love to get on board and be involved. And, you know, I, I'm only one person. So it's not like I'm going to be painting a um, hundred uh, helmets every, every year for, for one game. But yeah, I'd like to be involved in the process, you know, being a, a Naval Academy graduate and, you know, being this close to, to Joe and, and, you know, having a relationship with Cam and Malcolm. Um, you know, funny thing with Army Navy coming up, I actually am working with a, um, the 919 sports agency based out of Raleigh, and they represent Cole Christensen, who is an Army graduate. Um, he is in his third year. He is with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs right now. I painted a pair of shoes for him with his, um, you know, Army on one shoe, and at the time he was with the Chargers and got both of his numbers. Pretty, pretty cool shoes there. But um, yeah, I, I mean, any academy graduate army navy specifically i mean we have a definitely a brotherhood that's it started in that game you know from the first time you play it, it 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 never dies if you're an army navy football player and um you know any guy that you know want, wants anything like that or, or makes it to the league like I, i'm immediately reaching out to them uh trying to say hey you know i Thank you for for putting us on the map um, nationally um, or glo globally, for that matter, with the NFL. Because there's only about 1,800 players that are in that league, and that's uh, you know they're the one percenters. And you guys like like Joe and Malcolm and Keenan, um, you know th those guys, Eric Katani. I mean, those guys are all putting us on the map and, and making making sure that people understand like. Army and Navy, you know, we're, we are D1. Um, we don't get the five-star uh, athletes, but, you know, we're, we're tough-nosed and, and, and we, we like to, you know, get down and scrap with the best of them. And um, it's just, it's really cool. And another thing outside of painting, um, what I've gotten into in the last year is uh, handcrafting um, shoes out of leather. So basically, um, if you think of a Jordan one, it's got a rubber sole on it. It's got a, a leather upper. Um, and I basically remove the stitching from the sole, uh, maintain the, uh, rubber out, outsole, throw everything else away, cut out a pattern out of leather, um, you know, exotic leathers. I've used, uh, Python, um, lots of, uh, lambskin for liners, just making it more of a luxury product. And um, that, that's what I'm, I'm really excited to kind of expand in, into. That's, you know, from a, from a shoemaker standpoint, um, you know, that, that's where the money is. And guys like the, the shoe surgeon and uh, Daniel Gamash, um, you know, they're out there making, you know, 
they're they're making custom shoes and and mosh is making his own silhouette and that's you know when i first started this my ultimate goal was you know i want to get my cleats on the field on sunday you know on the mound um on the field anywhere that i can on the pitch for soccer um then as i started to kind of develop relationships in this industry with other people that are making um custom shoes for uh high profile clients um I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if one day I could um, I could make my own silhouette. So when you see a, you know, a Jordan one or a Yeezy one, I, I don't even know what I would call it. Um, but, you know, just something that could really stand out and, you know, be on a shelf somewhere. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal to work into a, a big production. And I, I think that's kind of the entrepreneur mindset that a lot of uh, corporate America is looking for. It's like, you know, yeah, we want you to show up and do your job and um, do a great job, but we also want you to bring something else to the table. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's really exciting to be a part of that and, and get some of the reactions from uh, some of the, the shoes and the cleats that I've done. Um, I'm really excited for everyone to see Sean McGee's shoes. He texted me yesterday and it was kind of, it was four words. It was speechless, unbelievable. Um, wow. I forget what the fourth word was, but I was just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's what I do this for. Uh, well, Chris, I mean, D Wade never really got his shoe to, to catch on like Durant or Kyrie or, or Jordan's. So maybe eventually down the line, you can just brand the C Wades. Um, yeah. But as you mentioned, Joe Cardona, he chose to support homebase.org. Uh, you did some incredibly, incredibly cool cleats using my least favorite uniform on the on the planet, the old uh, <laughs> the old Digicam, uh, you know, aquaflage from back in the day, a Swo's nightmare. But as you mentioned, for Sean McGee, these Jordan ones that are representing both the Brendan Looney Foundation and the Travis Mannion Foundation. Um, we here at the pod have known Ryan Mannion and Amy uh, Looney Heffernan for so, so long. They're, they're such great people. Um, and apparently, uh, Chris, you're going to deliver uh, Sean's cleats for the Packers game this coming weekend and be there at the game and watch with Amy. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I actually overnighted the, uh, the shoes so the, the, the Bears have them right now. Um, they wanted to get them early to get uh, a professional photographer to take pictures and all that. Cause I, there's a lot of, I started to see it like the Patriots had, have already posted theirs. Joe's uh, cleats are on, on the Patriots website. So everybody go check that out. Me and my wife are um, actually driving up to Chicago. I'm taking all of next week off because my daughter turned 16 and I've got to deliver her a vehicle. So we'd use this opportunity um, knowing that the game was uh, this weekend, we're going to drive up there and spend the weekend. Um, I've also talked to Amy and uh, and Ryan and even Kevin Looney. Um, Kevin w wants me to get some uh, shoes for Brendan's brothers, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, it's it's going to be a really really cool experience to to be there, you know, and get to meet some of the the, the players that I've done cleats for and. Uh, some of the staff members also did some um, shoes for uh, Luke Getze. He's act actually supporting autism awareness. Um, 
and so that's cool. You know, I, him and I know him and Sean have really bonded since he's been there in Chicago. And, and I, I've got a couple other staff members. Funny, uh, once I, I sent the shoe, Sean shoes to uh, Cameron Reed, he's one of the assistant equipment managers there, pretty much my contact. Um, he's like, wow, you really went crazy with these. Um, can I send you another pair? I said, okay, man, um, the game is Sunday. It's going to be Wednesday when these things are going to get to me. And so I, I basically, I'm going to have to pull another all-nighter tonight and get them shipped out by tomorrow so they can be there before the game. <laughs> uh, you're a victim of your own success, Chris. And, uh, and, and we love telling your story. Uh, we're going to be posting all during Army Navy week. Uh, Chris sent me some great photos of, uh, of Joe uh, getting the shoes and taking a look at them. You know, it's, it's just, a, it's, again, we, this is why we love talking to grads who are going out there and doing great things. Um, you don't have to be an admiral or a, gen- or a general, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, the, the physical mission and the overall mission of the Naval Academy makes people of character and consequence. And Chris Wade is one of those people. Chris, safe travels this weekend. Maybe one day down the road, um, I can get you to make some basketball shoes for the, for the hard-running intramural basketball team of Hardwick Hall at Temple University. My, my son... Uh, fashions himself the star of this intramural squad. And I think maybe some temple themed <laughs> high tops for, for him and his crew in the future might be in order. Anything to support what you're doing for the fans out there, Chris, as we go out, how can they get any more information on, on what you do? Do you have a website? How do we drive people to, uh, to get their, uh, their intramural playing kids at, at college, some, some cleats and high tops? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, all of the handles are Wade Custom Shoe Co. Um, and yeah, another thing I wanted to add about the uh, the cleats, just real quick. You know, I I didn't I didn't, I didn't charge anything for any of the um, the cleats that I've done for my cause, my cleats. You know, the whole goal of that is for them to auction those off for charity. Um, so it's really a you know, supporting their cause, donating my services and making sure they display their causes out there. I, I just, I wanted to make that clear because I talked about, you know, where the money was before. And um, it's really, you know, to your point of what you were just saying about the the values that the Naval Academy instills in us, um, you know, it's it's more of a, a service um, that I'm, I'm doing for these guys. But yeah, I, I mean, almost all of my work is on Instagram. Um, that's the the heavy platform that I have. I also have uh, wadecustomshoeco.com. I don't update that as frequently as I probably should. Uh, most of my daily uh, updates are on Instagram, so you can find me there. Thank you for what you're doing out there for these causes, for, for My Cleats, My Cause. Um, and we look forward to talking to you hopefully next year when you've got a bunch more players using your stuff. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Thanks, Bill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Chris Wade. We are going to go to break. Awesome pod. When we come back, Wags and I are going to take this out. This is Sing Second Sports. All right, fans, one more set of announcements from our friends at NAAA. Navy women's basketball returns to Alumni Hall this Saturday for an 11 a.m. showdown with Ryder University. Navy will be hosting a Toys for Tot drive at the game. Any fan who donates at least one new toy to the toy drive will receive free admission to that game. And then Navy men's basketball returns to Alumni Hall Sunday, December 18th for a noon matchup with Washington College. 
They too will be hosting a Toys for Tot drive at the game. And the same thing goes for the men's game. Any fan who donates at least one new toy to the toy drive will receive free admission to the game. So that's Saturday, December 3rd at 11 a.m. for the women, and then Sunday, December 18th at Alumni Hall for the men. Now back to the pod. All right. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Sing Second Sports Podcast. Before we go out, we just have a couple of other announcements. Number one, the men's basketball team took a tough loss yesterday. They went down to Lipscomb. Uh, for a little noon start in the middle of the week. Everyone loves that. I think it's actually like 11 a.m. Nashville time, despite 20 from Tyler Nelson, 16 of da- from Daniel Deaver, and 11 from Austin Inge. Uh, there really wasn't much else good other than 14 from sophomore Mac McDonald. But Lipscomb ended up beating Navy 82-77, uh, dropping the mids to 5-2 and two overall. Hopefully this is one of those non-conference losses we're able to learn from, and it turns into a win when we go to the likes of Colgate and Lafayette when we get into the thick of the Patriot League season. Uh, so tough result there for men's basketball, but we know that they're going to be doing well coming forward. Hey, I wanted to give you a little bit of a preview of next week, ladies and gentlemen. We have a great week scheduled. We have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday podcasts. We're even going to do a live pod or a live taped pod at Dry 5 our faithful sponsors there on Main Street on Thursday. So if you're going to be in the area on Thursday, come on down and check it out. Grab a beer, shake our hand. We'd love to shake yours. And that pod will then be released on Friday. And as everyone knows, the big game is on Saturday. One of our guests next week will also be Chris Nerthen. We brought you him earlier in the podcast season. He is set to release a song and a spirit spot on December 6th. It is called Don't Give Up the Ship. Probably some copyright issues there, but that's not my job. Uh, but you can listen to the song. Please check out Chris Nerthen's stuff. And we're going to have him on the podcast next week to talk a little bit more about the spirit spot and everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, for Chris Ravello and Bill Wagner, I am John Schofield. Next week is Army Week, so bring your A-game. We always do. We're out. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of podcast segments.